Welcome to Inside the Lane, episode 12. I'm Chris Wayman, your host, and I'd like to introduce to you our guest host today, Greg McQuig. Greg, good afternoon. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Well, Miranda decided that uh, going to the beach was more important than hanging out in this beautiful studio that we have, so I guess we'll give her a pass this time, but we'll have Miranda back on the show in the next episode, so don't leave just yet. We got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. So as I said, Greg's going to be on the show today. So obviously, Greg being the vice president of safety, we're going to have a lot of talk about safety on today's episode. But we're also going to have our usual uh, U.S. Express news, our giveaway, and we're going to, of course, have trucker trivia. So let's go ahead and dive right into it. The first item of today's show is our giveaway. As you may recall, if you've listened to episodes in the past here, uh, we always give a, a prize to a driver, a randomly selected driver, that has had a positive and clean CSA inspection. And since we're talking about safety in this episode, let's go ahead and start the show with that. And our winner is... Angelica No. Congratulations. Congratulations, Angelica. Thanks for your safe driving. So, Greg, I'm really excited to have you on the show today. You know, anytime we get to spend a couple minutes together, which isn't very often, unfortunately, it's always fun to uh, to get to know you and pick your brain a little bit. Okay. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, I don't put the group to sleep. Yeah. Oh. Or scare the group to death. Yeah. Either way, one or the other. So, Greg, before we get into the hard hitting safety stuff, how was your Easter? Uh, Easter was good. We uh, up in the mountains, uh, just relaxing. We've got uh, we've got a little cabin up in North Georgia, so we try to get away there. Uh, as often as we can so had, had a good time um, nice weather so hopefully everyone else had a great time because it was unlike a couple of weeks ago where the rains were torrential and just terrible weekend this past weekend was beautiful I think there's a lot of really nice weather all over the country so that's good and hopefully everybody did have a great Easter did you have a good meal which meal uh, be well, referencing the Easter like, breakfast yeah, oh, lunch, lunch dinner? Easter lunch Easter dinner whatever you want to call it <laughs> Uh, we didn't do anything formal for, for Easter. Um, yeah, the, the kids are getting on a little bit on up in age, and so they're, they're not that much into the to the whole Easter thing, so to speak. So. I understand. I had a fantastic lunch of uh, two hard shell tacos from Taco Bell and nachos and chips, so gourmet all the way. Did so, you make that yourself? I Actually, I went right down. They made it for me. Can you believe that? <laughs> it's quality service. <laughs> So, Greg, again, glad you're here and uh, always, always excited to get to talk to you about safety stuff because safety is near and dear to, to everybody at U.S. Express and, and to myself included. So, Greg, let's talk a little bit about hair testing. So most of people listening on the show know that in the orientation process and also in the uh, random drug screens that we, we all um, have to work through, there is a hair testing that is now required. Let's talk about that a little bit. So that, that's really more pre-employment uh hair testing right so the dot requires that we do a urinalysis test um and as a company policy we require hair tests um so we started doing that we piloted that at the end of 2018 and saw some good good results um and so decided we were going to roll that out you know company-wide in 2019 so um you know, January of 2019, we, we rolled that out company-wide. And, I, and I'll tell you, it, it's amazing what you'll see in regards to a hair test. So positive rates on a urinalysis would run 
you know, say two or three percent, something like that, on a pre-employment drug screen, uh, urinalysis drug screen. Whereas when we first rolled out hair testing in 2019, positive results were north of 10 percent. Um, so, so that tells you we were we were allowing some some individuals to to get in a commercial motor vehicle that had had done drugs. Um, so uh, uh, amazing results. The other thing I would tell you is the word gets out, right? So um, pre-COVID when we were all in the office, you would hear, you know, you'd hear recruiters saying, uh, yes, we do, we do hair tests. And next thing you know, they're off the phone with the driver, right? So that's a driver asking to find out and then choosing another carrier to go to. Um, so o- over time, since the word has gotten out, um, we've actually seen those positive hair test results come down a little bit. So now we run more in the 8% positive result for a hair test, still about 2% in the year analysis. But again, that, that just tells you that drivers know how to cheat a year analysis test, right? A hair test is not something you can cheat. It, it goes back 90 days. Um, and, and contrary to belief, you know, you can, you can do hair testing even if someone is bald. I mean, you can pull, you can take hair off of a driver's arm and test that. You can do from the underarm. So there are other, other areas where you can get the, the hair in order to do the hair test. Um, we're not lifting up hair and, and shaving your head to get that, make, making your haircut look bad or any of the rest. It's, it's usually very um, not noticeable at all. So. Okay. Sure, sure, and obvious. Um, you know, there's obvious benefits to to US Express to do that, and to the motoring public, right? Yeah, I I, I mean, the one thing that is very obvious, um, and I didn't know this um, before we started doing hair testing, but you get into some of the some of the drugs such as cocaine or heroin or some of those type of drugs, they're in and out of your system quickly, and when I say quickly, they're in and out of your system in 48 hours. So if you think if you think about a driver that uh, maybe is going to work for a company and all they have to do is take a year analysis, they could they could certainly do cocaine right on a Friday night, come into an orientation on a Monday and pass that. Um, so that that's where we've really seen the difference is uh, hair testing will really show those type of drugs. So you'll you'll see drivers that have used cocaine, drivers that have used believe it or not uh, PCP drivers that have used um, other type of opiates and that type of stuff. So you're really getting, um, at least for us, you're getting the hardcore drug users, you know, to not come work here. Um, with all that said, the challenge is in today's world, since the DOT doesn't recognize a hair test, really what's happening with those drivers is they're now just going to a different company. And usually it's going to be a smaller company because most of the major carriers today are actually doing hair tests. Um, The other challenge is, you know, I I don't know how much people know about the Drug and Alcohol Clearinghouse, but the Drug and Alcohol Clearinghouse uh, started last January, so January of 2020. And what that is, any kind of positive urinalysis um, results go into that clearinghouse. And then those drivers are prohibited to operate a commercial motor vehicle um, until they have either gone through a substance abuse program 
well, that's that's the only option is to go through the substance abuse program and, and show that treatment. Uh, then you'll be allowed to, to operate a commercial motor vehicle. The reason I bring that up is because you're only allowed to put in the positive re- results from the urinalysis, not from the hair test. So if, so if you think about it, you know, in our world, um, you know, let's say we hire for round numbers 10,000 new drivers every single year and we have a 10% positive rate. Well, there's 1,000 drivers from that 10% positive hair testing rate that are now potentially going on to some other carrier, right? And we can't put those those individuals into that drug and alcohol clearinghouse. So they're still out there operating a commercial motor vehicle, you know, next to your family, next to my family. Um, it's a little challenging. Yeah, a little scary, but I think there's, there's we they've made a good step so far, but there's more that needs done from that standpoint. How is uh how's US Express using hair testing? Is it just at pre-employment or is it during randoms? Like walk walk us through that just so people know when when to expect that. So we only do pre-employment um hair testing. There are other carriers out there um in our peer group that do do a percentage of um hair testing for randoms. Um but currently all we do is the pre-employment um hair testing. Okay, very good, very good. Um Thank you for answering that. I, I think uh, that's always a question that people have, and it's good to get a little more explanation on that. Let's uh, let's talk about event recorders. Uh, obviously, if you're a if you're listening to this and you drive for US Express, you're probably used to having Eve um, possibly beeping at you or other things, or getting a phone call if you have a triggering event, which unfortunately happens from time to time. So let's talk through the the event recorders and, and how we use that and what the, the the opportunities and challenges are with that. Yep. Um, so the event recorders, Eve. Uh, started installing Eve, uh, the beginning of 2018, uh, finished that project close to the end of 2018. Um, and and I think sometimes people believe, well, you put an event recorder in the truck and everything's going to magically get better, right? An event recorder is really in the truck to be able to help us coach drivers. Um, and, and it's also there to help exonerate drivers, Um, I can't tell you how many events I've seen where a four wheeler has cut off another, another truck, right? Slammed on the brakes, um, or maybe pulled over in front of a truck or maybe spun out in front of a truck. And, and, you know, unfortunately we collided with that, that vehicle, all that was captured. Right. And so now, um, whereas in, in the past you may have had that, uh, that person operating the four, four wheel vehicle, come back to us and say, nope, your truck hit us. Um, you know, the car never spun out or whatever the case may be. Now, because you have that video, it helps exonerate it, us and our driver. Um, it also helps us to be able to recognize drivers when they do something exceptional. Uh, um, I've seen videos where, you know, bicycle is just pulled out directly in front of our, our truck, right. Cr- cutting across traffic and we were stopped, you know, we, we, Driver saw that bicyclist coming across, they're able to stop. And you wouldn't think those type of things happen out on the road, but they do every day, you know, every single day. And, uh, you know, in the, in the past, we wouldn't have been able to, to give out those kudos to those drivers that do that. Um, so on the event recorder piece itself, you know, what happens with those devices is there are triggering events. So say like a hard breaking event would be a triggering event. Um, or if the driver went over the posted speed limit, that could be a triggering event. 
Um, so really, the event recorder is tied into the computer in the truck, the ECM in the truck, and that ECM is what gives those events. And that's what um, then triggers the camera to activate. Takes 12 seconds of video, right? Um, and we're able to look at that 12 seconds of video. So from there, that's how we do the coaching. And, and there are all kinds of events that could come in. We get to choose what events we're going to coach. So initially when we started um, coaching on event recorders, falling distance was our number one event that we would coach. Um, and then that's falling distance less than one second. And what that means is you're following the vehicle in front of you within one second of that vehicle in front of you for at least four seconds or more. So it's not like the vehicle just pulled in front of you and they're, they're within one second and they're pulling away. You've actually stayed behind that vehicle for four seconds within only one second of that vehicle. So we initially started coaching those events. I, I can tell you those events now from the end of 2018 to the end of 2020 have been cut in half. And, and that's a function of us having conversations with the drivers, right? Explaining how the event recorder works, explaining how our collision mitigation systems or our trucks work, explaining why that truck beeps, right? Um, what that indicates to the driver. And that's, that's helped us to help our drivers to get a little better falling distance, right? We want a six second falling distance is what we want. Um, so, so that was our starting point was let's look at falling distance one second or less. Um, then we started coaching on speed and, um, you know, an, initially we were just coaching on, okay, well, anyone that's 20 plus miles an hour over the speed and there's probably drivers out there, they're going, how in the world would you go 20 plus miles an hour over the speed limit? Our trucks are governed at no more than 68 miles an hour, right? Well, think about this. The truck will certainly go 56 miles an hour in a 35 mile an hour zone. It'll certainly go, you know, 66 miles an hour in a 45-mile-an-hour zone. So that that's where you get those. So we would – that was our starting point is coaching at the 20-plus miles an hour. Um, last year, then we moved that back down to 15-plus miles an hour. I can tell you the number of speeding events that we get – that we've got now compared to when we started coaching those in late 2019, they've also been cut in half. So how does all that affect us as a company? I can tell you our accident rate has dropped tremendously. You know, um, we, we saw improvements in accidents last year, year over year, of more than 15% improvement in accident rate. And the big improvement has really been in severity, right? So if you slow the truck down a little bit, if you increase your falling distance, the chance of you getting into a severe accident reduce greatly. And, and, and so that's really, you know, it's, it's not, it's not big brother, you know, looking, looking over your shoulder. Um, it really is for us to try to try to coach drivers and make them better. Um, you know, the, the other things that we're, we're able to kind of see in, in those event recorders is drivers that have ran stop signs, right? Um, drivers that have ran stop lights. And so drivers may go, well, how, how do you get that information, right? Well, the, every one of those events are reviewed by someone at Lytics Drive Cam, and then those are sent down to us. So, so 
those reviewers will look at every one of those videos and they'll say, okay, this type, this driver displayed this type of behavior. So how do we pick up someone running a red light? Well, our trucks have roll stability control systems on them. Um, and so typically when a driver is running a, you know, say maybe a, a red light or a stale yellow light and it turns red on them, typically their speed is, is up a little bit. So when they make that churn, then that roll stability kicks in, right, which triggers an event. And then we're able to go back and look at those videos and say, yep, all right, Chris ran the, you know, ran the stoplight or whatever the case may be. So you'll continue to see us kind of layer in new behaviors. We'll continue to kind of tweak um, the, uh, the threshold on the speeding, right? Um, and we'll do that to try to continually improve, right? We want to, every year we want to get better in regards to accident rate. Um, I mean, ultimately it'd be great to have no accidents, um, so, and, and I'll tell you this year, we're already seeing improvement again over last year. So, you know, through, through February, we're north of a 16% improvement in accident rate 2021 versus 2020. So when you go and you compare that to 2019, that's, a, that's a huge difference. And I think that change in accident rate is not only event records, I believe it's also us doing the hair testing, right? So there's a lot of things that are kind of, kind of coming together at the right time to, to make us a safer carrier. I would assume that if you look at the transportation industry in general, most of the accidents that we see out there, are there's a speed component or a following distance component to it. Would that be correct? And that would be why we would place so much emphasis on that? I, I would say typically it's going to be a speeding component and a following distance. I would tell you the, the next closest is distracted driving, fatigue driving. And, you know, the month of April, that's, that's the big thing for the month of April, right? Law enforcement's out there looking for distracted driving and fatigue driving. Um, so, so yeah, I would say those are the, those are going to be the top two, what you just indicated, speed and following distance with a close secondary of that distracted driving and, and fatigue driving. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think we're all pretty well familiar with people being on their phones and, and uh, when they're driving and how dangerous that can be. So definitely a, a focus point for everybody listening to the podcast, whether you're behind a, uh, the, the wheel of, a, of an 18-wheeler or you're driving your personal vehicle. So it's always important to stay off that phone and stay alert. That's correct, yep. So one more question I have regarding event recorders is that I've heard there, there may be discussion or research behind putting inward-facing cameras in back into the trucks. Um, let's talk about that. Is that something we're thinking of doing? What's the benefits of that? Why would we want to do that? So short and sweet answer is current state, we're not thinking about doing inward-facing um, video. Do, do I think there's, um, maybe some positives that could come from motion sensing from, from what you can capture from, from the cameras? Maybe that's some new technology that's out there, but, but again, I don't foresee that occurring this year. Not at all. So short and sweet is inward facing. It's, it's not something we're ready to tackle. I don't think we've, we fully utilized everything we can on the external piece of it to improve our our accident rate, and so I want to stay with the external right now, um, and, and then you know we'll we'll see what the future holds. Sounds good. So let's talk about um, speed limiters. Obviously, uh, that's a that's a hot topic, 
and I'm sure it is to a lot of folks listening to this show. Let's talk about what we've done at U.S. Express, and that's changed a couple of times over the last couple of years. So let's talk about that for a little yeah. bit. So um, it, 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 our speed of our trucks has changed um, over the last several years. And, you know, we've gone from, from where we had speed of trucks at 62 miles an hour to where we moved them all the way to 68 to where, you know, now we currently have, you know, set speed for the, for the throttle and a set speed for the cruise control. Um, and, and I'll tell you the, the thought behind the set speed between the throttle and the cruise control, right? That's, that's really a function of all of our trucks have a collision mitigation system. They have adaptive cruise control in every one of them. So, so where, you know, some of the newer, newer cars out there on the road will maintain that following distance, right? When you're using adaptive cruise control, our trucks will too. Our trucks also, as you're driving the truck down the road over time, it also learns the terrain, believe it or not. It knows where that truck is and it knows, hey, when this truck is at this particular place, they had to throttle the engine up a little bit to keep it at, you know, 65 miles an hour, whatever the case may be, right? So those trucks are always learning. Um, and so that was part of our, part of the reason that we said, hey, let's go and let's, let's work on maybe giving a, a you know, higher uh, speed on the cruise control versus the foot because um, there, there's quite a few more safety components when you're in using the cu- cruise control. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's the reason we made that decision, but overall speed limiters, you know, I, I don't know how familiar you are or the, or the, the folks listening to this podcast, but there's actually legislation out there right now to do speed limiters mandated for all commercial motor vehicles. Now that's just out there, right? Hasn't been adopted, hasn't passed through legislation or any of the rest, but I can tell you there's a lot of discussion around that. And there's a discussion around does the speed limit of the commercial motor vehicle need to be set at 60 miles an hour? Does it need to be set at 65 miles an hour? Does it need to be set at 68 miles an hour? Um, what I feel like will happen is at some point in time, something will happen in regards to limiting the speed of a commercial motor vehicle. I feel confident. Will that happen this year? I don't know. It, it certainly possible that it could um will it happen in the next few years i think for certain it will happen over the next few years i will tell you you know like like a lot of our peers we're on the leading edge of that right we've always made a determination on what's the going to be the the limit of the speed of our tractors um and there is a reason why we do that it goes back to what we were talking about with event recorders right and accident rate Faster vehicle, shorter following distance, can have more severe accidents, right? Um, so I think that probably will be coming down the pipeline. How do I think it'll impact us? I don't think it'll have an impact us because I think really what's going to happen is you're probably going to find that um, if that bill gets passed, probably what you'll find is for carriers that have the collision mitigation systems, the the adaptive cruise control the automatic emergency braking systems, the carriers that have that, they're probably going to be, allow a higher speed, governed speed, probably 68 miles an hour if I had to guess. I think for the carriers that don't have those safety functions, 
they're probably going to be more in that 60 or 65 mile an hour. So I think where we are from a speed of, of, of our tractors, probably going to stay right where it is. Probably won't affect any, any of our drivers, right? Won't affect us as a company. I think what it will do is it's going to have a positive effect for all of us while we're out on the road, right? I mean, we see, you know, we see some of the independent contractors that are out there, right, that run underneath their own authority and their truck has no limit on the speed and I'm going 70 miles an hour in my personal vehicle or, heck, be honest, maybe I'm going 75 miles an hour in a 70-mile-an-hour zone and he blows past me, mm-hmm. right? Yep. That happens all the time. That's dangerous. Tail, and and a lot of times that's when they're tailgating you. When I look at my rearview mirror and I see nothing but the grill of a truck, yeah, <laughs> it's scary and and very dangerous because I shake my head and say, if there was an accident, I just slammed my brakes. There's nothing that can be done to to get him out of the way. Or, yeah, eight, you know. eighty thousand pounds going eighty miles an hour. Um, yeah, it, it, extremely dangerous. And so I, I think it's going to help us to be. To, it's going to help us get our roads safer. So obviously. Um, you know, the benefit to us as a, you know, as a company is, uh, you know, better, better safety performance. Have we seen a, a correlation to a lower pedal speed or a, you know, a little bit higher cruise speed? Can you talk about that a little bit? So, so it's in my world is it's difficult to be able to say this one thing has changed those safety results. Right. I, I think it is a component similar to how the hair testing is a component similar how to the event recorders are a component, right? And and quite honestly, similar to how how we spec our trucks, right? And, and put newer uh, safety systems in our trucks. So I think it is a portion of, of why we're seeing accident rate reduce. I will tell you, uh, and we may talk a little bit about CSA later on, but, you know, there's there's an unsafe basic in CSA, right? Unsafe is made up of failure to obey traffic control device, which is typically blowing past a, a scale house, right? Not wearing your seatbelt, handheld device, and guess what? Speeding. I can tell you the number of speeding violations that we've gotten year over year have come down. Now, is that a component of us kind of managing our speed of our trucks? It probably is a portion of that. It probably also is a portion of that we're coaching on events, right? And so I, it's tough for me to say, yep, because we did this, that directly correlates, or at least, you know, this percentage of the reduction is is correlated to this. Absolutely. No, that's great information. Like I said, there's a, there's a lot of ingredients that go into that mixture of, of uh, being a safe driving company. So uh, I think a lot of the things we're doing are going together to, to make us better. So that's great to hear. So there's something coming along, and I really don't know what it is, but it's called PS Smart. What is that? Let's talk about it. So I, I think the other terminology or the other um, word for that is Pass Smart, um, and so that technology is um, it, giving the driver the ability each day for a period of time. And, and the reason I'm not giving specifics is because you can adjust all these, right? But for us. Let's say in a 24-hour period of time, we're going to give a driver 30 minutes of time where they can determine the speed of the truck. And once you've exhausted that 30 minutes of time, that's it for the rest of the day, for the 24-hour span. Um, The thought process behind that is, let's say that you are in a 70-mile-an-hour zone, 
and there's a vehicle in front of you that's going 65 miles an hour or something, and you want to pass that vehicle, we've got feedback from our drivers that say, hey, look, you know, I'm only going 68 miles an hour. I come up on this vehicle. I'm coming up the hill, and I want to pass. I want to overtake that vehicle still at 78 miles an hour, whatever the case may be, right? And it takes me several minutes to pass that vehicle. That's not safe. And so there is some truth to that. So we thought, you know what? We're seeing improvements in safety scores. We're seeing improvements in, and quite honestly, some of the drivers we're hiring. Um, so let's give them some latitude, right? 30 minutes a day, they can make that decision. So in that scenario, if you're coming up on that car, you could then press on the throttle. You have to press it twice. So you press the throttle down to the floor twice. From there, Pass Smart kicks in and it allows you to go above that 68 mile an hour. Um, so in that scenario, you can overtake that vehicle. And however much time it took you to overtake that vehicle and however long you were above that, that governed threshold, that ticks off that 30 minutes that, you've, that you have for the 24-hour period. So it does that automatically. Does that automatically? And then when you're out of time, you're it's out just of not going to do it anymore. Okay, That's I was right. wondering, like, do you have to hit a button or something like that? So, yep. so a turbocharge button or something like that. <laughs> so, so I mean, the big thing for for the driving force out there to remember, you need to press the pedal twice, right? You have to press it to the floor twice. That triggers the the PS Smart or the Pass Smart, and from there, you have the ability to to go the speed you want. Now, I'm going to challenge everyone. If it's a 70-mile-an-hour zone, right, and you exceed the 70-mile-an-hour limit, you need to think through that because you're operating a commercial motor vehicle. If you get pulled over, right, all those violations you get, they affect your your CSA score. Drivers have a CSA score just like U.S. Express has a CSA score, and we share those scores for as long as the driver's here, right? So people need to be cognizant about when they're using that. Make sure they're using it when it's appropriate. Um, you know, but that's, it's new technology that we're, we're putting out there. That's really exciting. Excited to see where we go with that. Yeah. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think for the most part, that'll be done over, over the air. So it'll take several months, right. To get, to get the fleet up to speed. But, um, yeah, it'll be exciting to see how, you know, what results come from that. Is that something we're just piloting right now, or is that going to be wide uh, distributed widespread at some point? So my understanding is we're rolling that out fleet-wide. Um, that's, that's my understanding. Great. Sounds good. More to come on that. So the last thing I want to talk about here is the CVSA Road Check Safety Bliss is coming up here in just about a month. So let's talk about that. What can we expect from that road check that's coming up about a month from now? Well, I hope we can uh, expect several clean inspections that's what i, mean, I that, hope too that's that's what we need um i, I will tell you we, we performed very well last year in the uh, safety road check and and i you know i kind of jokingly say i hope i hope to expect nothing but clean inspection inspections but i'll tell you the more clean inspections that we get that helps us on our csa scores and, and so what i tell the drivers is look make sure you're doing a good pre and post trip inspection right um make sure that if you do get pulled over and you're going to be inspected don't take your seatbelt off don't remove your glasses don't do any of that 
Wait till the officer gets up to the side of the vehicle. At that point, start doing what you need to do. If you need to get you know your permit book out and and do these type of things. If you're like myself, where uh, you got to take your glasses off in order to read up close, well, wait till they get there. And the reason I say don't take your glasses off is because if you need to wear glasses in order to operate the commercial motor vehicle and you take them off, guess what? You're in violation for a driver fitness violation because you don't you don't have your eyewear on. So we did a great job last year. I, I hope that we do um, as well as we did last year, if not better. Um, I, I think we do a good job of communicating all of that. And, uh, again, b- biggest thing is do things safely, legally out on the road. Make sure you're doing a good pre- and post-trip inspection. Make sure you're not speeding. And you're probably going to get a clean inspection. That, that helps all of us out. And remember, that's coming up here. The CVSA Road Check Safety Blitz is zooming up to us May 4th through the 6th. So be ready and do keep doing what we're doing uh, every day and staying safe and compliant out there. And I'm sure it'll be a very successful event for us. All right, Greg. So we've spent a bunch of time talking about safety stuff. Let's have a little fun. Oh, boy. At your expense. And as a reminder, before we do this, make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Share it with your friends. We we get more and more people listening every episode, and we're really excited for that. Let's continue that positive growth, and just let's let's get us up to you know double where we're at now. So please make sure to subscribe to that, and, uh, and we're excited to see what 2021 holds for the show. All right, Greg. So trucker trivia. All right. You ready? I'm confident. I believe in I, you. I hope I'm ready. <laughs> if if not, I'm going to get bashed by my peers and probably some of the drivers that are out there. Well, let's give it a shot. See what we can do here. So, uh, as per usual, we have uh, some trucker uh, terminology. Now, I'm going to give you the term, and I would like you to tell me what it means. Fire away. All right. Good luck. First term we have, back it down. Back it down. Slow it down. Slow it down. Exactly. We've been talking about that for the last half an hour. Slow it down. Back it down. Um, And here's another thing, and I'll give you a little bit of a clue. It's kind of a safety-related thing, and it is a huge no-no. Flip-flop. You're going to flip-flop. Switch seats? Uh, No. (laughs) Show me how to do that when you're moving. (laughs) Flip-flop. How about a U-turn? Ah, I have never, 25 years in this industry, I've never heard that before. U-turn, and also a big no-no. That is a big no-no. All right, how about a cash register? You're driving down the road, come to a cash register. Toll booth. Toll booth. It's two for three. Good job. How about uh, how about a wiggle wagon? Driving down the road, come up on some wiggle wagons. Or a wiggle wagon. I'm, I'm going to say that is... Um, a blown out tire that is now that's moving back and forth. It's actually a really good guess, but a wiggle wagon is actually like a double or triple uh, du- set of doubles. Ah, or triples. And see, I'm old UPS guy. You would think I would have heard that before. Wiggle wagon. There you go. And last thing, uh, a bear bite. If you get a bear bite on the road. Like smoky bear? Yeah, like a smoky bear bite. What do you think? You get a bear bite. What <laughs> like is I got that? a ticket? There you go. Three out of five. Great job. You've done better than a lot of other people. So eastbound and down. Eastbound and down. That's right. So, no, that's actually a really good job. You can hold your head high. I don't know about that. <laughs> no, did a great job with that. It's always a lot of fun. Everybody gets a little embarrassed when they do it. So, one of these days, somebody's going to have to do trucker trivia on me, and I'm sure I'll totally bomb it because they'll 
find the hardest ones that there are out there. But well, I'm gonna have to ask David Tomshack if he knows of a wiggle wagon. He might. Yeah, he's well, a smart guy. Yeah, he is. So, all right. So let's talk about U.S. Express Company news here real quick before we finish out the show. As a reminder, if you know a shop technician, you can earn up to $2,500 to refer them. There's a great opportunity to make some, to make some quick cash. So if you know anybody looking for work or might be interested in joining the um, the shop team here at U.S. Express, please make sure to refer them. Uh, safety spotlight, obviously, we've been talking safety this entire episode, but with warmer weather, uh, more more motorcycles are out in the road, so be sure to be on the lookout. They can definitely be sneaky and, and slide in and out of traffic, so always keep your eyes peeled, peeled for motorcycles. There is a spring training that's going to be available on your professional driver development site or on the professional driver development site. That'll come across as an update on the Express Mobile app, so make sure to keep an eye out on that and get that training complete as soon as you can. Uh, otherwise, you're going to hear from your fleet manager about that. So make sure you get that done as soon as you're able to. Also, uh, last week, there was a town hall recording about the COVID vaccine. If you're eligible to receive the vaccine in your area, check out um, vaccinefinder.org. That's vaccinefinder.org to schedule an appointment during your home time or your time off. So um, if you have any questions about the town hall that we did a, a couple of weeks ago, that is available for you to listen to as well. Greg, it's been a lot of fun having the show today as my guest co-host in Miranda's absence. Thanks for coming on the show. And I think everybody on the that's listening has learned a lot. I certainly have learned a lot and just really glad that you spent a few minutes with us. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having us. I really enjoyed it. And uh Hopefully, I'll be invited back. Absolutely. Love to have you anytime. As a reminder, make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Share it with your friends, family, whoever would like to listen to it. So we're always looking for ways to improve the show here. If you have a suggestion or anything you'd like us to feature on the show, please email our producer, Michael. And his email address is mswan at usexpress.com. That's mswan at usexpress.com. Also, I'd like to feature this that we have a hotline now. This is new, uh, fresh off the presses here. We've got a phone number that you can call if you would like to share a story from the road, if you'd like to call in with a tip or a suggestion or uh, a question that you might want aired in the show. It could actually be on the show. I'm going to give you the phone number. It's 423-510-3333. And again, that number is 423-510-3333. Three, three. So feel free to call in, leave a message, or if you want a story you want to share, or if you have a story you want to share, or you have a question that you'd like aired in the show, we'd be happy to, uh, to uh, possibly put that on one of the next programs that we have. So that's really exciting. That's something that was requested by you. So we're excited to have that available to you now. As a reminder, we talked about this a little bit, uh, a little bit earlier in the show. This is distracted driving month. So make sure that we avoid distractions, keep the phones out of your hands, and let's make sure everybody stays safe out in the road. Thanks again for joining us on Inside the Lane, episode 12, and we'll see you again in a couple of weeks.